A picture says a thousand words. It better. It takes a thousand to just keep a few. He is rising fast, taking pictures of the fastest growing sports. He is Pickleball Andy. This is the Pickle with Mickle interview series. Go ahead, strike a pose. Zero, zero start. I'm on the court with Andy Medina. He's Pickleball Andy. Andy, how are you today? It's Friday. Any snow on the ground there where you are yet? No, not yet. Supposedly tomorrow morning. Today's my first day off for my weekend, and it's about 37 degrees. And I really don't want to hear how warm you are, so. No, no, no. I won't weather shame you. I won't weather shame you. 37, de- 37 degrees. Now, it does get that cold out here believe it or not and it is i'll just say it it is very cold you are though you're a true kansas cityan isn't that correct that's correct i'm 59 years old and for the most part i've been here for most of my life so born bred kansas cityan 59 so just a little little older than me which is awesome ever think about i gotta ask you this question today have you ever thought about antarctica you could probably get some cool pictures there Probably so, but I think I'll stick with pickleball. All right. Well, it's Antarctica Day, Andy, and we should all be thinking about it. (laughs) We talked ahead of time, and I surprised you a little bit with some of my, you know, knowledge and my gorilla's pool. Being that you are a true Kansas Cityan, a diehard, let's go ahead. Let's get this part out of the way. Let the world know, are the Chiefs pulling another Super Bowl this year? I think so. I mean, I guess it was a week ago they played uh, Philadelphia on Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. So I thought they were the better team. They didn't win, of course. Um, we just got to get that offense going. I mean, we always been known. Of, oh, got a phone call. Excuse me. We always been known. That's that, bad radio right there. Yeah, we always <laughs> been known about having the great offense, but it's just not quite there yet. So, hopefully, if we can catch the ball. It's as simple as that, and then. Uh, I think we can make a good run at it. You know, I think you're right. It's interesting you mentioned catch the ball. I saw something, whether it was on socials or on one of the ESPN, CBS, Fox Sports, or all the different things I look at, and somebody commented that there were three catches that made the difference in the Chiefs' three losses versus the fact that they could be undefeated this year. I think you're right. The The offense, though, it's starting to gel a little bit. You got a crafty guy in Mahomes. You got a clever coach in Reed. And the defense, this time of year, defense matters. And that defense plays pretty well. They got to they got to sure up some things against the run, but we'll see how it goes. So I appreciate you giving the world that prediction from Pickleball Andy, Super Bowl for the Chiefs. Now I'm going to hit you with the hard one, and all the people in Kansas want to know. Jayhawks, what do you think? Ooh, I don't know. I mean, you're talking football, right? No, basketball, man. Come on. Basketball, well, if I say Jayhawks and you're in Kansas and you don't think basketball, then the football team's doing really good. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. But they have had a good year, so we will give props to the football Hawks, the football Jayhawks. But I mean, come on, it's hoops time, yeah. and they had they suffered a little loss, and people are starting to doubt them. What do you say? It's just a large. I mean, it's a long season. I mean, you got five. It is court. It's it's easy to pull the upset. It, basketball is really hard to predict. 
But uh, you just got to give your best chance when you get in the playoffs time. So anything can happen. It's, it's just hard to say. It is a long year. I'm a diehard fan of another blue blood, North Carolina. And last year was an anomaly. It was an aberration for us. I expect us to typically get back on track, be there in March. And, you know, you guys will be there. You know, we had to suffer that defeat at the hands of the Jayhawks. And it really set us back. We had you clobbered. You came back in the second half and and took care of us. So I'll give you those props. But now we're on to what brought us here together, right? Pickleball. Pickleball is a great connector. This whole journey, Andy, started for you about a year ago. Take me back to where and when and how Pickleball Andy came to life. All right. Well, I really started with my daughter's tennis a year ago. I mean, I got a new camera and I just fell in love with photography again. I used to be, you know, I used to love it back in college, but, you know, that was like 100 years ago. But uh, I was taking pictures of the tennis team and the other teams wanted me to take pictures of them. And then the next thing you know, the season's over with. So this is like in late October, um, I went to the pickleball court. I played pickleball for the last eight years. I love the sport. I figure if this is close to tennis, I'll give this a shot. So I did it on the Saturday. I did it for a couple hours at a local park and I posted it on the, you know, the pickleball page for that particular park and just people just loved it. But unfortunately, after that, it just got really cold, didn't have an opportunity to take any more pictures. So I didn't take any pickleball pictures until maybe late spring, maybe around May or so. And then, you know, of course, I went on vacation. I came back. And then I just heavily got into it. And it was just it was just crazy. I mean, people loved the pictures. And to go fast forward to August, and that's why I was invited to take pictures at the PPA, the Kansas City Open. And it's like overnight, I'm... I got the best players in the world just right in front of me. I'm on center court for, you know, four solid days taking their pictures. It's just totally unbelievable. It's, it's pretty crazy, right? Oh, definitely. It just happens so quick. So I'm kind of looking forward to what next year holds. I mean, I'm still taking pictures of, uh, I do a lot of fundraisers. Uh, I take pictures around here in Kansas City. Forward to it. It's been a fast rise for you. And now uh, looking forward to a, another tournament upcoming. Um, yeah, maybe next year. I do have tournaments here. I do do the minor league pickleball. I do a lot of fundraisers around here. Uh, I did one with the pickle and chicken. Uh, I did chicken and pickle. Chicken, excuse me, I got that backwards. Yes, chicken and pickle. I did the volleyball. I think either way you say it, it still goes great together. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it was the Volley Llama, and it was to help the Children's Mercy Hospital. And that was just another spectacular time. And I had, you know, Kansas City is a sports town. So I had football players there from the Chiefs. I had the, the KU basketball team was there. So it's just like, what am I doing? How did I get here? I mean, it's just, like I said before, it just happened overnight. It's unbelievable. So. Right. Just like the fastest growing sport, all of a sudden you find yourself immersed in it. Now, you mentioned again, let's go back. I want to go back to here a little bit. I've got got a little direction for us. Your daughter plays tennis. And are you encouraging a little pickle shift or are you just letting her do her thing? I'm letting her do her thing. I do bring it up from time to time. I mean, a couple of years ago, she thought... You know, playing pickleball was for for old people, and I always give a hard time. Then why'd you lose to them? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lately, with my pictures, um, you know, with the PPA tour here in Kansas City, she's kind of she's getting the fever now. I mean, after the, the high school season ended this year, she's like, let's play pickleball. So I know she just finished up her high school season, and she's getting ready to play in college. So she's talking about playing quite a bit after she gets done with college. Well, that's awesome, and. and 
That's right. Talk about it. She's got a scholarship to play tennis. Where is she heading off? She is going to a smaller uh, college here in, close to us, maybe a 30-mile drive. It's um, it's called Ottawa. It's a NAIA school. Nice. So we were happy with that. We always dreamed about her playing in college, but we also realized the chance of that happening for, for somebody to play in high school to go into college is like 5%. So the chances are small, but she went through. I think that's amazing. And the chances the chances are slim. NIA, whatever level you're competing, when you're competing at that next level, guess what? Everyone else was really awesome in high school too. And she might also find while she's competing in tennis that there could be some side opportunities to bring pickle right there to Ottawa, maybe a pickle club and get that pickle fever happening for her too. Now, this is a big question. And it's it's something that occurs. It's something I don't have the answer to. And Andy, maybe you don't either, but maybe you can steer us and everybody in the right direction. What's your take on tennis players and pickleball players? Can't we all just get along? That would be nice. Um, it's, yeah, it's my, my feeling is they don't like each other. I mean, there's a small group like myself that enjoys tennis and pickleball. I think a lot of it has to do, they don't know each other. I mean, if they knew, the pickleball players knew what tennis was like, or tennis would know what pickleball is like, I think there'd be more of a, a, a mutual agreement of uh, how great each other's sport is. It kind of reminds me of skiing and when snowboarding came out. It's now you got these snowboarders on the ski slope. Two plankers and knuckle draggers. That's right. And I, it's, I mean, pickleball is the exact same situation. So, Which side are you on? Are you a skier or a snowboarder? I'm neither. <laughs> All right. I snowboard, and I, but I started out skiing. Oh, is that right? Okay. It, it's, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it seems like you have tennis players who went over to pickleball, but you really don't have pickleball players who went over to tennis. So it, that, that part is interesting. No, I don't think you're going to see somebody start playing pickleball and then go play tennis. You'll see more of a gradual. There's been a, you know, a kind of a quick conversion of some tennis to pickle. We're going to continue to see folks, maybe even who have had decent tennis careers, I think, singles and doubles players come over and start playing some pickleball. Now, one thing, let's talk about this. Have you seen it? I've seen a little bit of it. Maybe, uh, you know, the pickleball quaffers weren't as full as they thought. They're wanting some money back. What do you think about that? Oh, are you talking about the new contracts they signed? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that has, well, you probably already know, but I think that has a lot to do when they were going to split off with MPL and uh, PPA. I think they were just offering these big contracts, hey, come join our side. But the only problem is they merged. Now it's like, oh, we still have to pay these guys. Oh, that's right. So it'd be interesting to read one of those contracts. Right, definitely. We'll see, though. I think there's enough momentum behind the sport that, you know, a lot of players who signed these contracts weren't getting like a contract significant financially from pickleball in the first place, maybe from sponsors, not necessarily playing and then playing in tournaments. So if we can see a little bit of that come back and maybe they get put back into overall purses, payouts where it's more driven. I don't know. I think the game's going to be okay. It's just an interesting, it's just an interesting little speed bump as we come to the end of the year and look to reset for 2024. Yeah, I'm just thankful that they actually merged. I didn't want two different leagues. It would have been like boxing. Boxing used to be really fun to watch, but now you got so many different heavyweight champions. It's, I just prefer one. 
well, we're the same age when boxing, you're, I mean, you're right, man. Boxing was on TV. Boxing was on what primetime at night. It would be on uh, ABC wild world of sports or CBS. There'd be a fight on Sunday and you'd watch the boxing match. Oh, definitely. And everybody knew who the champion is. I can't name you the champion is right now. I mean, there's no, Did, were you a heavyweight guy back in the day? Did you like some of the, the, the middleweights with the hagglers, the Hearns and some of them, or what, what was your style? What did you prefer back in the day? I liked the heavyweights. Like, who was your favorite? Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. Okay. I mean, a little later than that, we had Holmes. Right. Did you like him? Yes, I did. Holmes had just that classic style. He was a big guy and would just punish people. And I mean, they made a movie off of the Holmes and, and Jerry Cooney fight for crying out loud. I mean, everybody wanted to see that guy go in there and have a shot. You knew he didn't. And then there was another guy he bludgeoned. Uh, Ty Tex Randall. Was that Holmes got him too? Did he get both of them? I'm not sure. I just remember going into Tyson. I love Tyson. Tyson was changed the sport. Tyson brought on a whole era of mama said knock you out. <laughs> right. He was just total a beast. And then it seemed like when he lost that first match in his career, he just he never recovered. And, and then it shifted when he took everything for granted. And he's talked about that. And I think it's interesting to listen to him talk. If you've ever watched his little, uh, his one man show and what he does, he's kind of interesting guy. He took everything for granted. There was no way Buster Douglas was going to beat him. And guess what? Next thing you know, he's looking for his mouthpiece and it's gone. Right. Exactly. It's just, I think even though you can be a great champion, if you don't, you know, if you're not focusing on it, anybody's going to beat you. That's right. Especially in that sport, you've got to always be top of your game. You can't you can't take anything for granted. And I think as we continue to see these younger pickleball players start to come up, we're going to see these champions. And I've mentioned this, you know, the champions, the big names that we know, they've been dominant in this sport that has been sort of dormant and is now rising up. And so I hope we start to see more competitive matches at the top. It's okay for a Johns to lose or even a Whiplash Waters to start having some rivalries out there and really carry the sport. That's where the fan is going to grab hold. Oh, definitely. And, and it, it's coming so popular. I mean, pickleball is becoming, it's got that cool factor. You're going to get these college students, you know, Division One tennis players coming out and they're going to want a piece of that pie. Absolutely. And you mentioned college. That's where I think a big impact will be seen as well. There was just collegiate championships down in Atlanta. There's a big college event uh, in the beginning of 2024. I think college pickle can really pick up and be fun for not only us as fans. You know, now your school's got a pickleball team. You got a house divided on the court. A lot of fun things like that. Andy, you mentioned a minute ago you were at a minor league event taking some pictures. I'm playing in a minor league event next weekend down at Pickle Mall. Let's talk equipment, paddles, cameras. Let's go. All right. Sounds good. Fire away. What do you use as you're taking pictures? Do you, first of all, you're a one-man show. Do you go out there with multiple cameras? What's your setup? Well, I did start with one camera, and then when I did the, uh, the Kansas City Open, I was watching the pros, and they do carry two cameras. So now I'm carrying two cameras. I have two different types of lenses. I have a, uh, I don't want to get too technical, but I do have like a 70 to 200 focal length. Hey, this is your wheelhouse. You geek out, man. You get technical. All right. I have a 70 to 200 uh, 
uh, lens, which is more for zooming in. And then my other camera is the 24 to 70, which is more of a wide angle. I feel like you truly need both of those lens. You need to have them attached to you. You need to be mobile. You need to move on the, you know, on the fly. So as a beginner, if there's a beginner out there interested in photography, you definitely want to go with that lens. You want to go with the 70 to 200 and the 24 to 70. You want to cover your bases with this zooming in and also the wide angle lens. Now with the camera itself, um, there's a lot of good cameras out there. I personally use a Canon R7, but I'm not going to go there because there's other good brands. Whatever you choose, it's going to be great. I think the main focus should be on the lens itself. What about the Leica? Is that a good camera? The what? The Leica. Oh, is that camera? You familiar with that one? I guess not since I asked. <laughs> well, I think there's a there's a great documentary out there and it details photography. It's called Eurotrip. One of the, you know, characters, one of the actors in the movie is a photographer, spends a lot of money on a great camera. I would recommend maybe going and checking that out. Might help you down the road. Okay. I'll definitely look at it. I seen this one thing on uh, TikTok where they said the lens was and 85% of the factor of your pictures and the camera itself was like 15%. Also, the person taking the picture is going to have a little factor in there as well, right? Definitely, definitely. And also the editing. The editing is just, it's just, there's a lot to that. It does take a lot of time. Well, that's a nice segue. And so we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit about paddles. One thing though, bring me behind the lens. How do you decide... Which angle to take? Do you have kind of that favorite position you like to be in on the court and then follow up with, you know, editing? Does, doesn't your son help you a little with editing? He's kind of kind of got a, a little bit of a video hand, right? Yes, definitely. I mean, he's been my biggest help, but he's also been my biggest critic. He's not afraid to tell me if he doesn't like something, which is a great help. I don't, I'm not offended by that at all. Um, I started the season off with just... On top of, you know, picnic tables, aiming downward at a local park. I really like the high view. But lately now, I'm just going with like a really wide angle. I put my camera actually on the ground next to the net. And I like that wide angle shot aiming up. It kind of makes, you know, I'm trying to make the players look bigger than life. I like the wide angle because when they go, you know, with their paddle out, it just looks so huge. It's like they're going to bust out of the picture. So I think every photographer has a... a, a different opinion on what's their favorite view but for me lately it's low to the ground and close to net with a wide angle lens that is awesome and yeah like i said i will keep continuing to say your your pictures are great that's how i came and how we got connected i started to see all your pictures out there on the socials i'm like i'm gonna try to talk to this guy see if he might come on the show and talk about what he's been doing now back to paddles you mentioned you play pickleball for some time do you have a favorite paddle yes. that you play with right now Yes, I play with the uh, Selkirk S2. Um, the only reason I really enjoy that paddle because I have an unusual grip on my forehand. You know, Talk about it. Well, on the forehand, you, a lot of times you'll see that index finger sticking up on the paddle. Mm -hmm. My index finger plus my middle finger. I just feel like I have better control of that. So for a situation like that, you want a short handle. And I have a single-handed uh, backhand, so I definitely don't need that long handle. So that's the one of the reasons why I like the S2. They call it, I guess, a ping pong grip, and that's kind of yep. what I have. Okay. Even though I, don't, I never really played ping pong, that's just the grip I have for uh, pickleball. And like I said, that it just fits me fine. Very good. So a little free plug for Selkirk right there. They don't, probably don't need our help, but that's okay. That's we, We'll do it for them anyway. Do you find 
when when you're out there, is there a better time of day you prefer to take pictures? Do you find there's a better time in the day, maybe at a tournament, the players are more receptive to getting their pictures taken? I don't know if the players are fully aware of what's the best time to get their picture taken. Uh, as a photographer, I love morning and evening hours. That's because the angle of the sun. It's almost like fishing. When's the best time to fish? In the morning or the evening? And that's for me, that's the same way for uh, taking pictures. I just I just love it. Usually by 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock in the morning, I'm done with pictures if I'm in a local park. But, you know, if there's a big tournament and it's all day, then you have no choice. You just shoot pictures all day. Where's your favorite fishing hole around there? Oh, I haven't fished in a while. I... Ooh. I really don't know. <laughs> I don't have time to fish anymore. Because it's all pickle picks. It definitely. I mean, it's, it's no joke. I mean, since last June, I don't even watch TV anymore because I'm not eating pictures. What? I just love it. The only time I turn that TV on is when there's a football game. Oh, we're going to talk a little football, too. Don't worry. We only tease the people with your Super Bowl prediction, but there's a lot of football happening this weekend. And so we're going to have a little fun with that. At one tournament... Let's have some fun here. This might blow the people away. How many total picks do you take versus the ones that actually we see on social media? Okay. The biggest tournament I take was the Kansas City Open, the PPA. Um, there was, you know, it's four days, Thursday through Sunday. And the first three days, it's the, they're the longest. And you're there for about, I was there for about 12 hours. I mean, I loved it so much. I didn't even pay attention to what time it is. I'm staying on my feet the most time. And it's just, I'm fine with that. But as far as picture goes, I 2,200 pictures a day. So I was close to when the whole tournament was over, a little over 10,000. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 2,200, 10,000 photos. Right. And then for us to see, I mean, come on, dude, you're trimming that down to maybe 15, 20 you throw out there a week or something? Yeah. And I did beat, uh, you, know, you know, to tell you the truth, I'm not done with the Kansas City Open. I mean, I'm still putting some good pictures out there from then. So, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, I've always got something to edit. I mean, if the weather got really bad, if I got really sick, as long as I got my phone near me, I can continue to put pictures out if I want to. That is awesome. Here with Pickleball Andy, do you ever wear faux fur? Faux fur. What's that? You know, fake fur. I mean, no. it's National Faux Fur Day, man. Today's the day to do it. Well, actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I do have an Adidas coat that has that fake fur around the hood. Oh, that's the one you got to wear. Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll remember that. It's 37 degrees. Hey, perfect. you got to have something. That's right. <laughs> nice. And so you mentioned sometimes like players aren't aware. How then do you follow up? How do you reach out to players to deliver, send photos? Is I mean, that has to be part of what you do to continue to get a little more noticeable, be invited to these tournaments. How's that response been? It's been well. I mean, um, I noticed some of the players, maybe not the very top players, but maybe, you know, those are ranked around 10 or 20. They'll usually get back with you. I think they're just happy they have their pictures taken. I know they get, you know, they get their pictures taking quite a bit but you know maybe like maybe like ben johns um uh tyson mcguffin they're getting pictures tons of pictures and they probably don't have time to respond when i send them something and that's fine i understand their situation but i noticed the lower pro players they really appreciate it that's pretty cool who's your favorite player to photo um that's easy it's tyson mcguffin you like Tyson Terror McGuffin. Right on, man. I had a chance to uh, talk with him out in Vegas last year. Great guy. Had a nice old time with him. He's just larger in life. And if you ask the other pro uh, 
think about I mean the photographers they'd probably say it's the same it's just he make he he will make time I mean he, he loves to have a good time out there he amps up the crowd he's pretty good at pickleball as well so how about the player that you've yet to get a photo of that's in your sights. Who's that elusive player you're trying to get? That's hard to say because when I did the Kansas City Open, I was on center court almost the whole time. So I, I, I've got those big names there I've been looking for. So I can't think of one player that I really want to get, but uh, that's a hard question. I can't answer that. I, I well, just keep shooting pictures, and before you know it, somebody's going to be on center court you haven't heard of because they're going to be coming up and making a name for themselves. That's what's happening in the sport. It's so cool. Oh, yeah. In fact, there was one I took a picture of. I didn't know who it was. And just recently, I just put it out on Facebook, and it's like, I need help. What pro is this? And it was, I hope I say his name right. It's uh, Juan Martinez Vic. I think when I took his picture, he's maybe seated number uh, 18 in the world. And right on. He went to the finals against, uh, was it Ben Johns? Was that the guy who beat Ben? Or no, he beat uh, somebody else, but then lost to Ben, I think. Yep. Or did he beat Ben and lost to somebody else? I don't know. I heard Ben Johns just lost this weekend. Oh, is that right? Okay. I think so. I mean, they're, they're crushing it out there in San Clemente. They're crushing it in Chicago on the APP. There's pickleball everywhere, man. They're probably crushing it down the court near you because there's no snow on the ground. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Um, I don't know. I got a message or something. But you're Is your phone going to die? Nope. I got 100% here. All right, because we're not done yet. We're going to jump into the fun zone. Are you ready? I'm definitely ready. All right. First, let's talk a little football. College football is winding down. There's right. championship games. People, playoffs, four teams. I think we need to go right to 16. Do you see anything in the landscape of some chaos this weekend, or do you think it might just play out to the chalk? Oh, I haven't been really following college football lately. I'm more. Oh, I built that up so well. I know you did, and <laughs> I let you down. All right, let's go through some of the games, though, and you can just give me your thoughts. You know college football. You know the teams. Right. I think you brought up an interesting point about, you know, the playoffs. I think there needs to be more players, I mean, more teams in the playoffs. I, know I do too. In Division Two, I want to say there's. How are the Gorillas this year? How's Pittsburgh State? They, they played well. I mean, they lost in the second round. They lost to the number two seed team, um, but they, they, you know, they're turning things around. I mean, they haven't been following them that closely, but they're starting to win again, which is really cool. That's what we were talking about before. I mean, back in the day, they they always won. Right? <laughs> you did not want to meet the Gorillas on the field. That was back in the '80s and '90s. They oh yeah. When I spoke to you before this uh, interview, I was just amazed that you had that information. You knew about the gorillas. <laughs> That's yeah, man. You're a real sports person. I am a football nerd and junkie. And then I just have the ability to retain those useless facts. Part of the part of the ASCAT, you know, acquired spocular cranial thrombosis. All right. We're going to have some fun. It's the first of the month. So I want you to be wary of that. Okay. As we jump into this, okay, now we're, I mean, we're not going to go over first boners or anything like that. That's just too easy, okay? But just get your, get yourself ready. All right. First camera, I'll give you a softball. My first camera? Um, it was probably a Minolta X700. Right on. Now, was that standard lens? Did you add any lenses there? Just came right out of the box? It just came right out of the box. Nice. Was that a Christmas present, birthday present, gift from grandfather? It's just something that bought because I was taking some photography classes in college. 
Awesome. I really liked it back then. I mean, of course, you had the dark room in the college, so it's just like you really, I really enjoyed editing pictures. And then when I graduated from college, I just, you know, turning your little roll of film to the Kodak booth in the parking lot, and you get it back, what, several weeks later, and you can't edit them or anything like that, so I just totally lost interest. <laughs> yeah, once you had the picture, it was done. Yeah, there was no editing or anything, and then you know, when I got my, I bought a serious camera maybe a year and a half ago, and my son was showing me all the functions and the new programs, and I just fell in love with photography again. That is so cool. It's such a great story. Speaking of dark rooms, what do you think about Aaron Rodgers coming back from this Achilles in 11 weeks, and he's about to practice, man? That's just absolutely crazy, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that question up because when I was 49 years old, I tore my Achilles. And, you know, when he tore his Achilles, I'm thinking, okay, he might be ready to go next year. Now he's, well, you said 11 weeks? It's been 11 weeks. He's turning 40, I think, tomorrow. That's just absolutely crazy. I just, I don't know if they improved the operation or what, but that's it's just totally uncalled. I mean, that's just unheard of. I, I said it in, in my show today that's going to come out a little later after this that I, we're either getting, we're getting set up for something the likes we've never seen before. And part of that could be him crumbling on the field in just a heap of because you can't do it or he he comes back and plays. I don't care if he plays one game for crying out loud and, and throws a couple passes in the time frame he's looking to do it even if it's next year. It is it it's a it's a testament to people say, you know, he's a different guy. He likes to go in the dark room, he likes to go on spiritual journeys, drinking herbal medicines and Iwasaka and uh hey, maybe maybe we all should. Yeah, and it's it's definitely not for the money. I mean he has the money, so he got plenty of money. He doesn't need guys who run faster than, you know, tigers and way more than polar bears hitting him. Even though I mean, that's what he lives for. <laughs> Right, right, exactly. It's just, it's just unbelievable. I just, I don't know if I agree with playing that soon. I just, I don't know. I went through the operation. I went through the recovery. I just, it's just, it just blows my mind. Yeah, I think we, like I said, we're we're in the midst of seeing something the likes we haven't seen before when it comes to recovery injuries of this magnitude in a sport that takes what it takes to play. Back to some firsts. First crush. First crush what? First crush. Come on, you're a guy. First crush, celebrity, entertainer. What was it? Teacher. Come on. Oh, man. These are awesome. Couldn't have been like Mrs. Hathaway in the fifth grade or something. No. We're close to the same age. I'm thinking back into, I mean, you used to watch TV as a kid. I mean, movie stars. Who was it? Oh, man. I can't even think about that. Let me see. Farrah Fawcett. Do I have to lead you down a path? Come on. Oh, I did have a Farrah Fawcett poster, so we can go there. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody had that poster during my age. So. In the jean shorts with the shirt tied up over the belly button? I think so. Right, definitely. I can still see it for crying. I might still have it. <laughs> it's probably worth something. You might need to sell that. <laughs> Never. First drink. First drink. And then I'm, I'm not really a drinker either. Um, you had to have your first. I know. I kind of like the margaritas. I kind of I kind of like the fruity alcohol drinks. All right, so if, so if you are having a drink, you're more of a fruity drink guy. That's right. Sounds good. First car. First car was a 76 Mustang. Ooh, what color? It was red. Nice. It's funny because I always tell people that, you know, you always see the, the, the poster with the different uh, Mustangs each year. I always told them the 76 was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> First time on an airplane. 
You know, I didn't fly until I was work. I was work for Sprint, and that was probably back in around two thousand. Two thousand before that. So I, I, I realized that's you know like twenty four years ago. But you know, I'm I'm up in age, so I didn't fly until later. And where were you going? Was it for work? It was for work. I believe it was down in Austin. Okay. A lot of pickle in Austin. You need to get down there. Are you traveling this coming year? To, more traveling, I should say, for pickle. Or are you just going to stay in the local area? Because a lot of pickle comes through there. It definitely does. Um, my understanding is the APP is coming through. So I'm kind of getting things lined up. I haven't been invited yet. They don't know who I am probably. But I, I found out that... They will. One of my friends on uh, on Facebook is the CEO, so I'll oh. look him up. So CEO of the APP? Yes. Well, that's somebody you might want to send a photo to. Definitely, definitely. I mean, when I'm doing my Facebook and I'm putting these pictures out, I'm realizing this is kind of like my resume. So yeah. So I hear you. Me too. This is this is kind of you know I'm building a catalog for for future great things. Last time you sat on Santa's lap. Last time you asked somebody that's 59 years old this question. <laughs> mm-hmm. Better not have been last year. No, <laughs> I want to say I don't know six seven years old. Okay, all right, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. First, go ahead. That was over 50 years ago, so. Well, yeah, that's a good, that's a good remember, memory. That's what I mean. I asked you that question, make sure it wasn't in the last five years. No, no, no. But I just had to pick a number. <laughs> First movie. First movie. Oh, I just want to, in the theater? Yeah, sure. We used to go to theaters, remember? Right, exactly. Oh. Uh, or it could be, how about your first drive-in in that Mustang, man? Who was the girl you took to a drive-in movie in that Stang? I'm married. I'm not going to be bringing names out. So. This was, you've been married probably for a long time. Yeah, 30 years. Okay. She can handle your first date in the Stang. It was probably, uh, the first name is Kimberly. Right on. So, I can go with last name. <laughs> no last names. Do you remember the movie? Um... No, that's probably not a good thing to say. Let me see. I, I actually don't. I don't. That's fine. That's fine. How about your favorite movie? My favorite movie. These questions are hard. I like the pickleball and the camera questions. Well, this is pickle with Mickle, man. Right. You know, the last time I saw, I'm changing the subject just a little bit. The last time I saw a movie was maybe a year, a year ago, year and a half ago. Okay. I saw the Elvis movie, so that was the last time I was actually in the theater. You saw the Elvis movie in the theater, right on. Did you like the Elvis movie? Are you an Elvis fan? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I uh, took my two kids, and they kind of, they, it was a good movie. They kind of learned of who Elvis was. Yeah, you almost had a little Elvis when you answered that. You were kind of like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I think they get annoyed when I play his music a little bit, but that's, that's you know, to be expected. What type of music are the children listening to? What are they into? Oh, I don't even know. I mean, they, everything's changed now. Um, Start with the daughter. You got to know some of the stuff she's blasting around sometimes. Not so much. I mean, she's just pretty much what's the, the top hits nowadays. I mean, the funny thing is she's going to be listening from, the, you know, a day or two from now. And she's going to give me a hard time. He's, <laughs> he's going to be saying, you don't know the music I'm playing, but. Um, yeah, I'm getting you. I'm getting you all set up for Christmas, Dad. Yeah, I know. She, <laughs> she's actually a hard person to buy uh, gifts for. She's a, no, she's on the honor roll student. She's on the National Honor Society. And she, That's great. Yeah, she's just, with her, it's all tennis and schoolwork, so. 
Well, you get her something cool tennis style, and I think you can probably recover. Maybe you get, maybe you take her to a tennis, you take her to a pickle tournament with you. Let her watch some pickle. Maybe she gets to meet somebody like Annalie Whiplash Waters, who is only, you know, 16, going to be 17, and she realizes this pickle thing is serious and there's a future in it. Definitely, definitely. My daughter's only 17. In fact, when she starts college next fall, she'll be, uh, she'll be uh, 17 still. There you go. It's perfect time. Either, I mean, that tennis game can translate to pickle and she's going to see where the pickle's heading. She's right at that perfect age where if she really wanted to, she could take a run at it. Oh, I think so. Most definitely. I mean, she plays now. She doesn't fully quite understand, you know, how to use the, the kitchen effectively, but she does hit hard the ball hard and she hits like a man so nice nice speaking of the kitchen favorite breakfast food ah, i love breakfast burritos i just like the tortilla and i like the scrambled eggs and you make them yourself uh no my wife does nice so you got the eggs in there you got a nice tortilla corner flour oh uh, uh, flour definitely yeah flour i think for the breakfast burrito works a little better what else you got in there do you kind of omelet it into a burrito or do you stick with a traditional burrito maybe some chorizo and I stick with a uh, traditional burrito. Nice. It's yeah, big. It's funny because I'm Hispanic, and but I'm not really big on the hot spices. Gotcha. Well, you you live there where there's a lot of spice around. Oh, most definitely, yeah. And, and it's funny because the people work is like, I didn't know you're Hispanic, so they're throwing me questions at me, like answer questions, and I'm failing these these food tests, and they always <laughs> tell me you make a bad Mexican, Andy. <laughs> oh man, they, they, they you got the bad Mexican rap. I hate when people get that. <laughs> it's all good. It's all fun. <laughs> it's all good. I've been having a lot of fun with you here today on a Friday. I hope you have too. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, it's not the best weather out there, so I'm glad to be inside talking to you. Hey, well, I appreciate that you made some time. This is Pickleball Andy. You've got to get out there, Facebook, Instagram, plug yourself. Tell people how they see those photos out there on the socials. Yeah, so I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Just look up Pickleball Andy. Um, I changed my names uh, a couple months ago, not officially, but yeah, it just made it easier for people to find me. So just Pickleball Andy, two words on Facebook and Instagram. So cool. And did your son help you with that logo? Yes, he did. I thought he did an awesome job. He just did it one evening. He did that in one evening? Yes, yes. It's just, it's just perfect. Fantastic. It's a family affair with Pickleball Andy. We've got the tennis daughter. The son is his toughest critic, but it's all out of love. This has been awesome. What do you got going on this weekend and anything else you want to plug on your way out? I do. I'm taking pictures at a small tournament uh, tonight. It's called uh, SW19. I guess they got that name. That's the uh, mailing code for Wimbledon. Um, so I'm taking, I've never been there. It's in on the Kansas side. It's not too far from here, maybe 15 miles, but I'll be taking pictures there this evening of some local players doing the tournament. So Fantastic. That's a local tournament outside of Kansas City. Where about? What's the city? Well, I'm, it's in Kansas City. Okay. In Kansas City, the SW19 tournament? Yes. Yes. Awesome. Andy's going to be there taking his pictures. If you're out there, go ahead and say hi. Maybe he'll take yours. Andy, again, I super appreciate your time. This was great. Have a great weekend. I look forward to catching up with you again real soon. I appreciate it. And you're doing a fantastic job here. Thanks for inviting me. Andy, it was picture perfect and my pleasure. What an amazing story. Pickleball transforming lives and connecting people. It's more than a game. Check out Andy's work. You'll see more than meets the eye. 
Have a great weekend. Stay safe and stay hydrated. I'll see all y'all right here next time for more 